This is Cardinal Truth. This is chapter 19. This is the second podcast of season two. My name is J.D. Lehman, and thank you for being here. You can find more information about me at the end of this podcast, or you can look me up on Facebook or Instagram. Send me a message if you want to continue this conversation or you want to start a new one. I'm totally open and try and get back to most people within a day or so. Uh, today I want to talk about this idea called the stubborn apologetic and why it is detrimental to our circumstances, even our belief. I feel as though I'm probably one of the perfect people to give this conversation because I was that ardent defender of my faith. I was fighting Calvinists and Arminians. I was defending all the things that I held true. I was the kid in the corner yelling at you long after you had probably walked away and forgotten about the conversation. I was replaying it multiple times in my own head, hoping to get the perfect answer to convince you that my beliefs were perfect and correct. So I guess I got to define a little bit about this idea of like, what are apologetics in, in the sense that I'm talking about. And it's, it's this idea of your like reasoned arguments, your your simple logic, your justification for whatever it is that you believe. Mostly, in this case, we're talking about like your religious doctrine. And I want to suggest that this idea of like the stubborn, strong-willed, uncompromising apologetic is something that is probably stolen in at least my life from my American heritage. Because stubborn, strong-willed, uncompromising, those are words that are synonyms for Americans. There was a popular TV show, oh wow, it's probably been a decade ago already, called 24 with Kiefer Sutherland. And he was Jack Bauer, who was this like guy who would save the world in 24 hours. And they had this thing, we will not negotiate with terrorists. We do not compromise. It's like that same idea, right? We tend to brag about our ability to withstand anything and push forward and continue and fight on. And it's like we have this unwavering manner as Americans because it's our God-given right. And you see, suddenly we have seamlessly melded our ideology as a people into our Christianity and our beliefs. And we've for whatever reason, we've kind of melded the two together. Occasionally, they just, it creeps in. And I found that these ideas are unhelpful in life, just as they can kind of be unhelpful in our Christianity. And so I want to unpack that. I want to give you like the reason why I see that as unhelpful and maybe some tips to kind of move out of that and start to be a little less brittle. You know, Americans... Um, oftentimes seem to have this idea of like, we have the right doctrine for everything. You know, we have the best government. Now, we might not always elect the best people, but our version of democracy is the best. Or we have this doctrine of free market capitalism, and we know the best way to create wealth in the world. We're the richest nation in the world, right? And yet, this wealth and greed and lust for money has left a lot of people without health insurance. Well, that's bizarre. How are we the only 
Western civilized world country that doesn't have that. Now, like, is it because we have this strong will that our way is the best way and we are uncompromising even in the face of other research? Well, maybe. The thing is that we often do this as believers towards other believers. We become belligerent that our way of believing scripture, doctrine, theology, teaching is the correct way. In fact, we become really stubborn and we tell everybody else that they're wrong, right? We have these like strong-willed judgments against other people and their beliefs and ideas. Now, we might not say it out loud, but as soon as we have a quiet moment and we're back at our, at our table sipping our coffee, we start to think about how all those people are completely deceived, right? Like, because we were all raised with this perfect apologetic revelation from day one, and it's never changing. It's uncompromising, just like my heritage. Now, you got to be careful not to misinterpret what I'm saying here, because I'm not saying that you can't defend your faith. In fact, I think you should absolutely know how to defend your fact. Uh, Barnum or Pew Research released some statistics. Uh, it's probably about three or four years ago that somewhere north of 90% of believers will not share their Christian faith because they don't know how to defend it from basic arguments of atheists and agnostics. That's a tough, that's a tough pill to swallow, realistically. But many women and men that I really admire are truly gifted in their apologetic responses, but they often do so with a lot of grace and humility. The, these defenders are bringing living, breathing words filled with hope to a disparaging world. But at times when we do this, we have such a staunch defense of our Christianity that we become brittle and it becomes unappealing to other people. And what I'm suggesting is that a stubborn attitude towards new ideas is actually detrimental. It's not promoting yourself on the idea that I have the best way and I'm secure in my beliefs because the person who shouts the loudest probably is the most insecure in what they believe. See, an uncompromising vantage point is good to have in some things, but in others, there are just situations that require so much more nuance and grace to walk through because I believe that Holy Spirit is still speaking today. I believe there is new revelation coming all of the time. The same voice that it spoke at Pentecost is the same voice that I hear when I pray. The same fact that there's new revelation today, just as there will be new revelation for tomorrow, just as there was enough mercy for today, just as there'll be enough mercy for tomorrow. In fact, I expect new revelation. This means for me it's new understanding, it's new levels of intimacy, it's progressively revealed. This translates to me needing to be willing to lay down my place of Christian correctness and what I previously understood in an effort to understand what God is speaking today. It doesn't necessarily require me to throw out the foundational pieces of my faith. I don't have to throw away the things that I have built and established my relationship with Christ on. It just means that I need to tweak them. I might need to adjust the foundation. I might need to tuck point the building. There is something new that Holy Spirit is doing, and I want to be listening to what is being said. Think about it this way. I've been married almost 19 years. 
we are not the same people who got married. The woman that I am married to today is not the woman that I married 19 years ago. And I'm not the man that she married 19 years ago. We've evolved. We're constantly in communication. We constantly know more about each other. Isn't that the way it's supposed to go? Even more so, I'm not the same person who first accepted Christ as his Lord and Savior. And I'm not the same person who had a second conversion as a freshman at Wheaton College. And I'm not the same person who had another conversion later on in life that was transformational, my like shift about five years ago. But if I'm stubborn and brittle, then I can't actually be melded and molded into what God is doing now. Maybe you think that this sounds familiar. Maybe this stubbornness is like, ooh, yeah, well, I don't want to be deceived. I believe in a good God. Is a good God going to let you be deceived? Oh, I don't know, J.D., that's, that's, a big, that's a big question. That's fine. And maybe we'll wrestle with that one later. But how about this? Next time you're in a conversation where you find yourself ardently defending the Christian faith, remember this. Christ does not need your help to defend his faith. Christ needs your heart. He needs you to be open and excited about hearing what the words are for today. An open heart, a supple heart for the revelation that he wants to reveal now. So you got to lower your walls and you got to like invite the presence of revelation into the moment and see where you end up. I don't believe that a good God's going to lead you astray. And remember, everyone has something to offer. It might not all be great, but there's something in there. I don't always like to steal lines from movies, but this one from the Pixar movie Ratatouille seems to kind of strike a note, right? The little rat wants to be a cook. At the end, the critic writes, you know, not everyone can be a great artist, but a great artist can come from anywhere. I think that's really true with Revelation. Like, not everyone's going to blow you away with brand new Rev, but if you're stubborn, strong-willed, brittle, then you're not going to be able to hear any of it. And it might be coming from some of the most unlikely places. I know one thing is certain. God continues to humble me in who he chooses to speak into my life. People that I would have normally said are unqualified are consistently the ones who have the most sharp revelation into the now word for me. So stay alert. Stay subtle. Supple. Stay able to be tweaked. Don't don't get complacent. Don't get defensive. Be able to be molded into what God is doing. And remember... Goodness and mercy are following you all the days of your life. Turn around and see what's going on. Thanks for listening to this podcast. If you enjoyed, please rate us and subscribe. All of the music was created and produced by Hello Wonder Music. You can find them at hellowondermusic.com. For more information about JD and the church he and Carrie co-lead, including our weekly podcast and upcoming events, please visit greaterchicagochurch.com.